Hello, my honeys. Welcome to my hive. Let's sip some coffee, talk a lot of buzz. This is Queen Bee coming at you with your new episode. Hey, everyone. How y'all doing? My name is Vinush, and I'm your co-host here at Coffee with Queen Bee. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. If you guys don't know what we talk about here on Coffee with Queen Bee, well, let me tell you. We talk about lifestyle, books, movies, wellness, motivation, and sometimes we spill a little bit of coffee. We have just good old girl talk here on Coffee with Queen Bee. So if you're interested in these topics, then make sure you follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. We upload twice a week, every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now that that's been said, let's get into today's episode, guys. So today's episode is five reasons why we still love Mr. Darcy to this day. And this episode was actually motivated or yeah, motivated. I'm going to say that with me watching Pride and Prejudice, the series, not the movie with Keira Knightley, but the series with Jennifer. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher her name. It's Eel. It's E-H-L-E. That's, I know how to spell it. I just don't know how to pronounce it. And Colin Firth. And I, I have to tell you guys, absolutely those that series. So, so, so much. But if you guys aren't familiar with Mr. Darcy, Mr. Darcy is a character from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So Jane Austen was actually an English novelist uh, in the late 1700s and early 1800s. Her books included Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, Emma, and a few more. She was actually very famous amongst the aristocrats during the 17 and 1800s. Uh, I I believe it was even royalty who really enjoyed her reading, and that's why she got so famous. But also, her work has inspired movies and books to this day. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but if you're familiar with Clueless, it is actually based on Jane Austen's Emma. And there's multiple other um, books and movies that are uh, based on her novels. So there's her actual Pride and Prejudice. And then there's also, there was this fan fiction version of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I watched the movie. It was great. It was really fun. But it's like along the same lines. And then you just threw in some zombies in there. It's pretty fun to watch. There's a lot of action, a lot of like badass girls, like fighting zombies off. It was really cool. But again, it was based on Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. And also, Jane Austen's books have inspired many other books as well. For example, there is Loving Mr. Darcy, and I actually have a few of the novels myself. There is, I think, a few books on Mr. Darcy's little sister. And it's just, it's like, it's this whole other world for itself. Because Austenland, or Jane Austen fans, are huge and there's a huge market of Jane Austen stories. So now that we got a little background on Mr. Darcy, let's get into why we still love into this. Alright, so the first reason why Mr. Darcy is so well loved to this day is well the first reason I personally believe is he isn't easily moved by pretty women and he enjoys the company of those who are intelligent. So in society, personally, I felt that a lot of movies and stories were based on these powerful men who were head over heels for 
this really beautiful woman and they just thought she's just so wonderful because she's beautiful. And actually, um, Jane Austen has that element in her book with um, Elizabeth Bennet's sister, who's the main character, uh, her sister Jane Bennet, who is a beautiful girl. She's semi-smart. Like She's not as smart as her sister, but she's mainly known for her beauty. And that's how she gets attention of all the men. But the reason why I personally am one of those people, the reason, one of the biggest reasons why I love Mr. Darcy is that he wasn't overly in love with Elizabeth because she was a pretty woman. He fell head over heels for her because she was intelligent. And if you guys even watch the series, because the series has a better representation of her character than the movie, she is this outspoken smart woman who loves reading who loves to expand her mind and Mr. Darcy sees a lot of this especially when she goes and visits Mr. Bingley at his house because her sister got sick he sees that she just enjoys reading and he is also a man of literature and he enjoys um, intelligent talks and when he sees that she's very much into books and expanding her mind I think that was one of the main reasons why he loved her so much besides the fact that she was very outspoken too like when Elizabeth Bennett spoke she didn't speak a lot because her character kind of gave that she speaks with a purpose but she spoke when she spoke is very intelligent and it was very logical and I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I love Elizabeth Bennett too is because she didn't speak just for the sake of speaking. She spoke because she knew what she was talking about. She was a very worldly woman, even though she lived just in a small countryside of England. So going based off on the last note, Mr. Darcy is not only in love with Elizabeth just because of all the good characteristics that she has, he also loves her because of all her flaws as well. Elizabeth Bennis is not without flaw. Like, she's very judgmental. She is very prejudiced. When she doesn't like someone, she's dead set on not liking someone. And she creates this whole story of, like, they're the most awful person in the world. And she makes everyone else not like them either. And you see this with Mr. Darcy when she first meets him. That she makes it very known to everyone around her that she does not like him. But even though Mr. Darcy is even a victim of her prejudice... He still loves everything about her. Uh, he just, he has this thing that it's like, he doesn't care of her flaws. He just, he he thinks she's amazing. And let's be honest, he has some like very materialistic issues with her and her family in like middle of the story. But he kind of aggroes that. He, I think you can truly see Mr. Darcy being in love with Elizabeth at the very end when he has taken every part of her and sees every flaw as who she is and loves her for it. I'll be honest, I'm the I don't think Mr. Darcy was truly all that in love with her and mailed the story when he proposed to her the first time, but the second time, I think he was once he got to know her better. He was truly in love. All right, so the third reason why we all love Mr. Darcy is that he risks a lot to be with Elizabeth, more than Elizabeth risks, because unfortunately, back in a the time, uh, there was 
social persecution of anyone who married outside the class, meaning lower than a class. Um, to be honest, actually, Elizabeth's um, social status kind of went up when she married Mr. Darcy, but Mr. Darcy's social status might have gone down because he married her. And let's be honest, he's not the type of man who we would have cared because he's very antisocial. But it was very evident that he was not, he would not have been taken well with society, especially polite society in the 1700s, 1800s when she married, I keep saying she, he, he is not a she, he is a he. He married Elizabeth. And when he chose to do this, First, the first person who made it very obvious that he was not happy with this match was his aunt. Um, his aunt obviously had his, her own um, reasons because she wanted her daughter to marry him. It's just a weird thing going on there with the family. But she was just the very beginning of what polite society would have thought of him when he married Elizabeth. And he basically was going to become a social outcast. Even though Mr. Darcy does have his close friends who would not care, like Mr. Bingley. Still, the fact that even though he has his close friends, the people around him or the people that have business with him, there was a great risk that they would stop doing business with Mr. Darcy or inviting him to social events because of his choice of wife. So he really did risk quite a lot just to be with her. And I think that that's such an amiable characteristic because like, he's just like, I don't care. I don't care about the... Uh, repercussions. I just want to be with you. All right. So the fourth reason why I love Mr. Darcy or why we still love him is because Mr. Darcy is an alpha male. All right. Don't get me wrong. I love a good movie when a woman is self-sufficient and she just gets things done on her own and she doesn't need no man. Listen, I was the first people to be super excited about Frozen because I felt from Disney, that was one of the first movies that they made that the man was on the side to help the girl, not vice versa, you know? The girl wasn't a, basically, a prize to be won. She was, I mean, I guess he thought that he won her because she's this amazing girl, but that's the pretty much it. But Frozen, I believe, was so historical because it was one of the first movies that showed that a man is by your side to support you while you go on this adventure and deal with everything that's on your plate which is what I think a representation of partner should be is like you support them they support you which was a great all that being said we're gonna go back to Mr. Darcy the reason why we love Mr. Darcy is because he's an alpha male, right? He has this like whole persona of I will come in and save the day kind of thing. And even though that isn't uh, that isn't important for us today, because let's be honest, we girls kick ass out there and we don't need no man and we can get our own stuff done. But it was still nice to see that for a character for his times he was just a representation of what everyone wanted in a husband and he's an alpha male and he uh, took care of things and handled issues and he was just he came in and just like basically fixed Elizabeth's issue with her younger sister or the Bennett's issues and we love him because he just kind of like just stepped in and is like, all right, you're in trouble. I'm going to help you. 
I know, I, it's a little, I'm contradicting myself here, but like, it's just, his character was just so, the reason why I personally so love him is because he was kind and good about it, you know? It's not like he's like, I'm here to save the day and I can only do this. It's more like, it was my fault. I should have dealt with this sooner and I didn't and you paid it for it, so I'm going to come in and solve this issue for you. But he did it in the utmost respect, you know? And it's nice because it kind of shows that he's a type of partner that supports his uh, significant other. And if they have an issue, he will do everything that they can to help them. And I think deep down, we all want a partner who, when we need it, will be there, will step up and help us and just step in. Even when we can't, they will step in and be like, okay, cool, you're, you're, you have an issue. I'm going to step in and try to help you. If I can't, I'm going to be there and support you. And I think he makes such a good representation of that. And okay, maybe it's not as much as of that he's an alpha male. It's more like he's an alpha male with like supportive partner or supportive male kind of thing. You guys want to get what I'm saying? Because it, it makes sense in my head. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. All right, the fifth and last reason why I believe that Mr. Darcy is so loved um, is because Mr. Darcy shows that in order to make love work, you're going to have to make a lot of changes, sacrifice, and take a big risk. And this is actually good representation even to us finding our partners to this day. Uh, let me get into this a little bit more. So Mr. Darcy had to change himself, not significantly, but he had to change certain aspects of him in order to win Elizabeth over. So you can see his character was deeply flawed uh, beginning of the movie or the show or the book, really, is that he's a very arrogant, prideful man. Like he thought he was above everyone else. And when he went to, God, I can't remember that uh the town that he was in. Anyways, um, when he went into town with Mr. Bingley in the countryside, he was such a prideful man. He was just standing there watching everyone dance and he's just like, I'm above this. I'm not going to ask anyone to dance, blah, blah, right? And he still continued to have this persona when he first proposed to Miss Elizabeth. So he went on and on about being like, yeah, your family's deeply flawed. They're very, um, they're very, inappropriate and you're poor so basically he said i would be a social outcast if i was to marry you but regardless i'm still gonna marry you so basically he insulted elizabeth a bunch before he's like okay i still want to marry you and he's a very prideful man and i think elizabeth had every good reason to be like um no you insulted me you insulted everything about me and you want to marry want me to marry you so he was a very prideful man and she pointed out that he was being very mean like he's just a prideful arrogant ass like that's all you can call him he was an ass and he like he took all this in right and he you can see in the story after he proposes to her how much he changed he became less prideful he tried to welcome elizabeth and her uncle and her, her aunt into his home when she went to pemberley and he did everything he could 
to get his friend to go back to the countryside and propose to Elizabeth's sister or for them to get back together because he was the one who basically pushed them apart. So he he understood that was a huge issue with him. And in order to have any chance with Miss Elizabeth Bennet, he had to change his demeanor. He had to change his characteristics and not be such a prideful jerk. Um, in the sacrifice that he made, uh, I guess I mentioned this, is that he also sacrificed his social status or his social standing with other aristocrats and uh, polite society. So that was a huge sacrifice, which I don't think he even had a complaint about because he was a very antisocial person. Person, but he did sacrifice a part of him, and he also took again a big risk because he chose to marry someone who's socially, like I'm putting in air quotes, socially below him. But he didn't care because he wanted to take that risk because he loved her that much, and I think it's just so important because even though today social statuses are not as important, um, it is important for his time. That was a huge risk. So he did three things to win her over. He changed, he sacrificed, and took a big risk. Oh, and let's not forget to mention, he also took a huge risk. Like, I don't know how this man was this brave by proposing to Elizabeth Bennett again. <laughs> I mean, like, he was rejected once, and then the second time, he's like, all right, I'm gonna do this again. And he actually won her over, and she accepted. So he is just this persona of... When you want to be with someone, you are willing to make a lot of changes and a lot of sacrifice to be with that person because they're just that important to you. And I think that is a good representation of how partners should be, you know? I'm not saying a partner should be fully changed, but I think if there's some certain characteristics that bothers your partner or your potential partner about you you should be willing to change or adjust them. You know, I, I, I'll i be honest, I do that all the time and not just with my partner, I do it with my family or my friends. If like there's a certain aspect of me they don't like or, or it upsets them, I try to adjust it or change it because I don't want to upset the people I love and care for. So yeah, guys, those are the reasons why we still love Mr. Darcy to this day. He's still a great character. And yeah, he's just like a Jane Austen's fan dream of a man. And if you don't really like Jane Austen and you do watch the movie, you understand why he is a loved character. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. That is the main aspect of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And... It was really great talking to you guys again. Uh, please let me know what you guys think. Um, if you guys want to DM me or if you guys want to comment on my Instagram, it is coffee at Queen Bee Podcast or BeLuminous92. I also have a TikTok. It's BeLuminous92. And yeah, that is it, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I will be back next week with new episodes. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and keep that hot coffee hot and sweet until next week, my honeys.